Welcome to BFR Radio, a podcast dedicated to all things BFR. This podcast is proudly sponsored by sportsrehab.com.au, where if you want to buy your own BFR cuffs or you want more information about the type of training or you just want more information, this is your one place to go. And I'm your host, Chris Gavilio. Hi everyone and welcome back to this month's episode of BFR Radio. This month I'm excited to bring back How You Do BFR. I'm excited not only because I haven't done this segment for quite a few episodes now, but the person that I brought on today, I've actually been talking to her for over 12 months for her to come onto the podcast. So finally we are going to do this segment and I'm actually interviewing Jessica Carroll who is perhaps one of the busiest elite athletes I know. She's a world champion and world record holder in water ski jumping, but she is also an elite level weightlifter in the 59 kilogram category. On top of that, she's also a qualified physiotherapist who is completing her master's of sports physiotherapy. So one very busy lady. As a result, she brings her own story about how it helped her as an elite athlete, as well as how she incorporates into it her own practice as a physiotherapist. So some really good different stories here. As a result, I actually won't be reviewing an article, but rather I felt that Jacinda covers so much in our interview that I really wanted you to just focus on that for today's episode. Just a brief commentary on the current COVID-19 situation we're currently in. I felt that actually BFR is placed as an essential complementary training tool during this period, where a lot of people actually don't have access to their normal training facilities. I've seen some great stuff out there with strength coaches and athletes who have really modified their training and done some novel things so it's been great to watch. As a result I've seen a lot of people increase in the use of BFR during this period and for those people who are a little bit unsure at the moment that this is good for not only a rehab tool but also it's an adjunct for performance training in both the strength and cardiovascular training space. Look there's loads of evidence out there in literature but there's also a lot of great coaches using BFR in elite athletes. So therefore I think this is a really good tool during this period. If you want any information about its use in specific scenarios, I actually have quite a bit of information already out there at the moment, whether it's in this podcast or I actually have a lot of videos on Instagram or on my YouTube channel. And that my YouTube channel is actually Sports Rehab Oz. That's Sports Rehab AUS. However, if there's something specific that I haven't covered yet and you'd like to see it, just let me know. I'm always looking for new content or problem solving for coaches and athletes out there and I really like that collaborative approach so please let me know either through my social channels or through my website. I also have stock available and I'm also still able to deliver them all around the world so if you're wondering if I am delivering yes I am just head to my website at sportsrehab.com.au. So without further ado we're going to go straight into this month's episode of How You Do BFR with Jacinta Carroll. And welcome back to How You Do BFR. It's been a while since I've had this segment and I'm honoured to have Jacinta Carroll here online with us today. How are you, Jacinta? I'm good, thanks. And yourself, Chris? Yeah, good. So we're working from home as we currently speak. And I met Jacinta a few years ago. She came from Victoria as a world champion water skier. Absolutely amazing. She has dominated the water skiing for uh, how many years now? <laughs> It's currently been seven years since I last didn't win an event, so it's been a, a little bit of time. Yeah, so she's dominated. She holds the world record for water ski jumping at 60.3 metres, 
almost eclipsing the 200 foot mark, which is an absolute amazing effort there. And where I guess uh, she came into where I work at the Queensland Academy of Sport, she was a scholarship holder there in the sport of weightlifting in the P4G or the Prospecting for Gold, which is like a talent transfer type program. The other thing here is that she's a physiotherapist. She is perhaps one of the busiest elite athletes I know. She is elite in two sports, one obviously in water skiing and also ranked number two in Australia in the 59 kilo division for the sport of Olympic weightlifting in Australia, which is amazing. Then she's a physio working and also studying for her master's of sports physiotherapy. So this is just one busy lady um, <laughs> and it's great to have her here on here and in her busy schedule as well. So really what I'd like you to do, Jacinta, is just tell your story about BFR because I think in the world of elite sport and especially in yours in water skiing and weightlifting, I think it has some wonderful applications there. So just over to you. How did you first get into BFR? Uh, thanks, Chris. Um, thanks for the introduction. Obviously, uh, the busy schedule, needless to say, it has taken us about 18 months to organise a day for us to get this podcast done. So I'm glad that I can finally join you on your show. It would have been my former strength and conditioning coach from the Victorian Institute of Sport before I moved up to Queensland. He was still doing my program at programming and yourself and some other Queensland Academy of Sports strength and conditioning coaches were supervising that. And obviously, because of my complete overloaded lifestyle of two sports and physioing and studying, and I happened to give myself a uh, patella tendinopathy. And it was John Tascone at the Victorian Institute of Sport who first suggested that I have I heard of BFR and would it be worth trialling? And then he said, well, in brackets, Chris is like the godfather of this and he should be about five metres away from you, so maybe ask him. And uh, then, yeah, basically took off from there. I'm pretty sure I walked up to Chris in the gym one day and said, I heard you've got this blood flow restriction thing, and I've heard it's good for my tendon. Um, I wasn't currently in a position to really deload as much as I probably needed to at the time and, um, and that kind of thing because of my sports and because of professional events coming up. So this posed as an awesome method and training modality to be able to use at the time to keep me training, but obviously, hopefully, to give me some pain relief at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And that's uh, very nice of your, your coach there to figure <laughs> in that way with BFR. And so just to give an idea of your training schedule, what kind of loads or, you know, what kind of work were you putting it in? At the time, it was my first, no, it was my second year um, weightlifting. So as you mentioned earlier, I'd been asked to talent transfer into weightlifting. And at the time, a lot of people had asked me to trial different Olympic sports um, and step away from my water skiing. I just wasn't quite ready to do that at the time. However, weightlifting posed the opportunity that I could continue to compete in both sports. And as I've always done, I, I thought that was an awesome challenge. So I, I took up a second sport. However, that involved... I was doing double day gym sessions, so potentially an hour and a half minimum in the mornings at 5.30 at QAS and then going to Brisbane Barbell Weightlifting Club or Cougars Weightlifting Club in the evenings and doing another hour and a half to two hours. And then four out of seven days of that week, I was also on the water, water skiing, which involved an hour and a half drive to the Sunshine Coast and back. So I was, you know, doing ridiculous amounts of, of gym hours, so probably six days a week of three hours minimum a day 
So 18 hours of actual strength-based training, not including the explosive amount of work I was doing when I was on the water because my position that I hold when I come into the jump ramp is basically a really deep low squat. And then I have to hold that position isometrically for probably three seconds and then explode up into a flying position. So that, of course, then takes a load on your legs as well, coupled with the gym load that I was doing. And then obviously uh, everyone must also understand is, is that you didn't get to go home and have a little rest. You were then either studying or working or both. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time I was, at the time of that, I was completing my first master's degree in physiotherapy and then working as well. And now at the moment I'm working full-time as a physio and completing my second master's degree. (laughs) You love the work. (laughs) No. So the first time you put this BFR on, what were your thoughts? Firstly, I thought, okay, this is weird. I'm prancing around the gym with a bit of chubby grip halfway down my thighs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, everybody's going to see this chunk of little fat hanging out the back of my legs where the occlusion sat. But um, <laughs> apart from those immediate thoughts as a, as a female thinking I should probably wear tights next time, it was it was awesome within that first trial, whether the first instance was placebo because I knew nothing about it, but I was told by someone I thoroughly respected and trusted in John that it was going to work. I was able to do certain exercises that previously to that day would nearly have me in tears. I remember one specific morning being found in the QAS gym by the physio and I had a tear coming down my cheek because I was in so much pain just simply trying to do my rehab. So I was able to get back on that same machine and it was a simple leg extension and not have that pain on my tendon in that loaded position and thought, what the hell is this thing and how can pumping my like pumping up something and making my leg tight have so much benefit and uh, I don't think it's placebo I've had so many people who have persevered with patellar issues or tendon issues and within the first set if not second set pain totally gone so I get really excited when that happens because I know pain just sucks and you need to train and you need to do train pain free like we all need to move pain free and when I know something as simple as this can have such positive effects and um, bring a smile on someone's face. It makes me happy as well. And so can you just allude to, so your leg extension there, just a little bit about the reps and sets protocol, any other exercises that you typically use it for as well? Yeah, so for my um, patellar tendinopathy, initially the main exercises that we wanted to use it for was either a wall squat if I was at home or at the weightlifting gym that didn't have any um, devices or machines, five by 45 seconds, or a leg extension hold slightly off full extension for same thing, five sets of 45 second holds with the BFR pumped up to my prescribed pressure. The second exercise that we were doing with it was initially started out as leg press and we were doing, I think it was eight, eight, six, six, so four sets and slow eccentric with a little bit faster concentric. And then we added the metronome into that to make sure I was actually sticking to the pace because as a typical athlete, you know, when you're fatigued, you you think you're counting four seconds, but it's actually two seconds. So we added that in and then Once I was able to progress on from my static holds on the leg extension, we then moved into doing, off the top of my head, I believe it was one set of 20 reps with the BFR on, on leg extension, and then three sets of 15. And I had to complete all four sets on my left leg before I went on and did them on the right leg. So despite only having the chronic patellar tendinopathy 
in my left knee, we still performed all exercises bilaterally. Yeah, a bit like uh, health insurance there, just protect it just in case, you never know. Yeah, and there's been so much evidence and investigation into the cross-adaptation of training one limb and getting an effect on another. You know, for the sake of it, you might as well get more bang for your buck and just tick it off that you're training both. That's pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it didn't take me long at all. You know, that little circuit in itself would only take me 10 minutes, not even, even if I was using my phone as a metronome to uh, make sure the seconds were correct. Yeah, very nice. So really quick sessions. That's what I really like about using BFR in these instances, you know, they're simple, you know, pick one or two exercises and away you go. And then obviously I've watched your training. So I've seen you've progressed from that acute rehab stage. Do you want to just talk a little bit about how you moved and progressed that into more performance lifting? Yeah. Um, so obviously one of my sports was Olympic lifting at the time and being a physio as well. Like I, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. I've never heard of it. And it's the true nerd that I really am. I threw myself into trying to learn about it, trying to see what other people were using it for, what I could use it for um, and the benefits. Unfortunately, at the time, I couldn't really come across any literature that was talking about using it at higher percentages. A lot of the data was, you know, in post-op patients or using it at a really low intensity, so 20% of your max. But at the end of the day, I still needed to be able to squat, you know, 130 kilos, 140 kilos and have no pain or at least limit that pain so I, I could do that. So I just continued to basically wear it so I'd do my rehab exercises and I'd go over and I'd wear it during my warm-up and at those lower loads and then I'd just leave it on I played around with how much of my max I could actually lift while wearing the BFR and to be honest I was completing a lot of my training at 80 percent max intensity max volume pain-free and then I'd take it off and go, okay, a few days later, I'd trial my squats without it. And typically as a tendon does, I still had pain on the warm-up. But once I got to those heavier sets, it, it did ease off. But it was nowhere near as much as what it did when I wore the BFR. So for probably a length of period of time, for nearly six months, because I was in and out of overseas, competing overseas and competing a lot, I continued to wear it throughout all of my training. Yeah, it's fabulous. And there's one paper out there on high load lifting and a lot of people do talk about, can you use it? And I think that's the big key there is it's great when you're traveling because to go 80% plus when you're traveling, because you have a lot of just fatigue just from sitting and, and postures and so forth. I sometimes think that it's, well, I don't think I actually know it's a really great traveling tool because as athletes, load is still king. We still need to be pushing mechanical stress into the body but we know we can just take a few percentages off our RM. And you got to also remember is that for everyone out there, when, when Jacinta's saying 120, 140 kilos, this is over double her body weight that she's lifting, uh, which is remarkable. Most of the studies that we look at, you'd be lucky if you'd be getting a male lifter at 1.3 to 1.4 times body weight. So take that in a context that Jacinta relative to body weight is lifting a lot of load. That's the really fantastic thing here is, is that we've got uh, an athlete at the elite spectrum. And obviously now out of the acute patella tendon issue, how else do you use it regularly now? Or is it how other ways have you incorporated into your sport? Yeah, so throughout that, I think it was, two, yeah, it was 2018 and I had the issues for basically nine months. 
I had a fair amount of pain. And looking back, I had pain for years leading up into it finally kind of becoming a huge issue. So I used it religiously for 2018. It was part of my warm-up when I was at my water ski events. I'd be on the on the grass next to the lake doing my squats, doing my squat jumps with my BFR on. I'd then go to the gym and I'd do all my rehab with it on and then I'd do my squats with it on. Nowadays, it safely is in my car for whenever needed. So I don't religiously take it into the gym with me each day, but it's in the car in case I need it. So if I've had a really heavy week and I'm, you know, whether it's mentally fatigued or physically fatigued, I know that if I need to punch out my squats but I've got a niggling knee or I'm feeling just a little bit off, I'll go and put the BFR on just more as a prehab mechanism to allow me to lighten up that load that I need to lift for the day, but I can still get the same physiological benefit to my body as what I would have if I hit had gone out without the BFR and had to hit, you know, five sets of four reps at 80%. I might be able to go and do five sets of four reps at 60 70% and know that I'm giving my body the same stimulus, but I'm not increasing the risk of my tendon getting overloaded. Because at the end of the day, the chronicity of a patella tendinopathy, like it's always going to be there and it's going to be a roller coaster that's got the potential to come back. So I use it, use it more as a, as a prehab or even just, you know, as a fatigue monitoring system. So it's always there as a backup, but I don't have to use it every day. I think that's good because, you know, as, as we said there, we want to get back to normality, not have to rely on different tools all the time to get us through so the ability to be able to, I guess, wean yourself off it, but know that it's there on the day that potentially you may need it. And you're talking about using it, I guess, as a warm up or as a potentially a potentiator prior to jumping. And you're saying in our little preamble conversation there, you did it prior to your world record. Is that correct? Yeah. So despite being in that uh, year long issue of my knee, I was still able to um, go over to America and there is literally a photo of me and all of the other competitors thought, what the hell is she doing? Because I had the BFR on in my bikini, jumping around, doing my normal warm-up. And, yeah, like you said, basically getting my whole neural system fired up before I went out there and jumped. And once again, I went out there and had no knee pain. Despite that being in the peak of peak of my issues, I was able to go out there and equal my world record after that BFR. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. And then moving on to your own profession as a physiotherapist, you obviously use that in your profession. A little one or two stories maybe to highlight how you've been able to use it successfully as a physio. Yeah, obviously, because I've had the previous experience of how much it's helped me with my pain, like it's really easy for me to be able to convince my patients that I think they should try it, especially ones with tendinopathies. Um, I've had a patient recently and she's got chronic osteoarthritis, grade four. She is on a list for a knee replacement in October. And she could barely walk pain-free. Now she came comes into Pilates with me and it was probably about three months ago that she came in in tears one day like she was in so much pain that we actually didn't think we were going to be able to get anything done with her for the day and um as part of our facility I walked out the back and got one of your BFRs that we have sitting out there and placed it on her and she's someone who's not from a sporty world she's a drama teacher she couldn't care less about sports so she'd never heard of this BFR thing had no literature behind it no knowledge behind it I just told her it will help you be able to exercise today with less pain 
and she was able to do her whole session, her whole session with no pain, yet she walked into the Pilates room crying. So that's just phenomenal that I can use that now as a tool in, you know, my bag of traits that I have as a physio to be able to go, you know what, okay, yeah, like I might not be able to change much pain for you today, but I can use a tool that can. And at the end of the day, if that means that she can then use that to strengthen her muscles to better protect her knee joint while she's waiting for this knee replacement, that's gold. And that's worth a huge amount to her and her rehabilitation. I think also, you know, on several other points building on that, firstly, having pain-free movement, I think is just wonderful in terms of your outlook on life. And then also, and also, also, as you would attest to that, the higher the levels of strength pre-op, is the better the outcome's going to be at the other end. So, you know, it's almost a, a, a triple whammy there for her as it, you know. Exactly. We can build strength while decreasing pain. And at the current time, the pain was controlling her life. She couldn't do anything without pain. And yet she's been told by all these surgeons they're not going to operate on her until she builds her strength. And with a bit of assistance and a bit of help by BFR, we now got her in Pilates twice a week with no pain while she's exercising. And then she's getting that post-treatment effect of multiple hours of reduced pain from using the BFR. That's fair. And and what sort of exercises were you using BFR on with this uh, client? Yep. So we had her on the Pilates reformer and she was simply doing leg press. She was doing side lie glute presses. She was doing some step-up work. Basically any lower limb loading exercise, her single leg terminal extensions, those type work, we had her in the BFR for. It's so simple. It's great to hear. That's very good. You've highlighted some wonderful examples from a whole host of spectrum from gen pop who are injured or in pain all the way through to yourself in terms of how you've managed your pain as an elite athlete and also how you used it, I guess, in a performance enhancement environment as well there. Before we close, anything else that um, sort of springs to mind around blood flow restriction? Honestly, just say that obviously there's so many different gadgets out there or, or or different types of evidence to support um, different training modalities. But there's been a lot of things thrown at me across my career in terms of building leg strength or being able to, you know, train smarter, not harder, the typical comment. But um, I definitely have to say that BFR is one of, if not the only one, apart from true strength training that I would heavily promote and say that people should at least try and then make their mind up after that because you can't argue with walking into a session in pain and leaving in no pain yet you've just done an hour and a half of weightlifting like Mm. (laughs) for someone who loves strength training and I can use that to then get pain free is is huge so I definitely say for anybody out there who's got any niggles, especially if it's tendon related, as it was for me, it worked a treat. So definitely give it a try. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for that. And if anyone's in the Brisbane area, you treat at QSMC, Queensland Sports Medicine Clinic? Yes, Queensland Sports Medicine Clinic at uh, the stadium where the Brisbane Lions are. General public are welcome to come in there. And um, we also have a second clinic now over at Bowen Hills, which is awesome because we have a gym in that clinic. So then if I think something like this is going to work for my patients, we can trial it straight on hand in the gym as well. Yeah, it's a really good multidisciplinary practice there as well. And if anyone wants to follow your journey or get a hold of you, you're on Instagram and that's at Jacinta Carroll. Is that correct? Yeah, 
Yep, just straight up my name, pretty simple. So at the moment you won't be seeing much water skiing because we're stuck in isolation because of COVID-19, but you will see plenty of weightlifting in my driveway with potentially my housemates drinking in the background or cooking spit roast like they're wearing yesterday's. Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I think we need to enjoy and, and uh, you know, it's not great that we, we're isolated in this current environment, but I think like yourself, making the most of the situation and I know a lot of other athletes as well who have been very inventive during this period, it's been really good to watch on social media. Yep, and there's always plenty of niggles that you can work on in your spare time. Yeah, definitely. So thank you very much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. And obviously once the isolation period clears, uh, best of luck for your upcoming season when it recommences. No worries, Chris. And thanks for all your support for, with my career over the last three years. I'm really appreciative of it. Ah, oh, my pleasure. Glad to be a small part of your very big journey. <laughs> See ya. And that's all today for this episode of BFR Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to take part in the podcast, please contact me through my website or on social media channels at Chris Cavillio. For more information and to order a set of your own BFR cuffs, please visit my website at sportsrehab.com.au. Thanks for listening and keep the pump. (laughs) 